0: The Florida Panthers gave their fans a little bit of a scare on Thursday night as they go up by two goals, but surrender that two-goal lead and go down by one right before sending it to overtime in the last few minutes, and the Florida Panthers coming out victorious in a shootout. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about who's to blame for the blown lead. We'll we'll talk also about a update on Patrick Hornquist's injury and preview the last two games of the road trip, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, November 4th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Locked On NHL, and Locked On NHL prospects and today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts so cats fans tonight was a little bit of a scary one I'll I'll say as uh I'm starting to hit record it's 2 a.m on a Thursday night slash well Friday morning now and I'll tell you the truth, I don't feel good about this win for the cats. And they go out, they go out to a two-goal lead. The first goal by Barkov was a shot that initially I thought that he could he should have taken the opportunity to shoot it. But count your lucky stars, Panthers fans, because he tried to pass it to Lundell in the low slot. Eric Carlson tips it. Right back to Barkov, and he gets it past James Reimer as he was way out of his net, and he got the open net for for that one. And for the Cats, the the okay, you you get the captain gets it going, so that's an encouraging sign. And a lot of the time in this game, when it came to the rushes, Gudas was involved in the rush, and I don't know if that's necessarily a person you want to to make plays around consistently, as Radko Gutis is more of the that stay at home defenseman but but still a the the panthers as far as that the the real break that they had for them was their one and only power play opportunity for for the panthers and unfortunately it came to the injury of patrick hornquist where luke cunning just a head shot to the to the to the head of Patrick Hornquist and was assessed a five minute major and a game misconduct and Patrick Hornquist didn't come back the rest of the game and this was already going to be a tough job for Paul Maurice really early in the game I mean that that penalty happened at 914 in the first period so 50 minutes the rest of the way a lot of line juggling uh, saw a little bit of Rudy Bolsters double shifting a little bit here and there Nick Cousins as well so already a tough job for the, for the, for the Panthers to, to adjust to that situation as we right now don't have an injury update, just waiting on the tweets from the guys who are at the game, uh, but n- n- to no avail as of right now, but real for, for, and with that five minute major, the power play comes like towards the end of it. So that, that's uh that's a very encouraging sign for the Panthers. And the second goal, Radko Gudis, that that one where the Panthers are consistently moving around off the puck, confusing the defense for the San Jose Sharks, and then Radko Gudas gets it from the blue line. Zero traffic in front of the net for for the Panthers and beats uh James Reimer blocker side. And James Reimer has had a lot of great games against the Florida Panthers, but and had and even had a great game tonight. Don't let don't let uh don't let the goals that you give up. Kind of fool you, forty-one saves. The Florida Panthers kept attacking, but a, a few goals that James Reimer might want back, and uh, you know that makes a difference in the game for for this uh, for this uh, Panthers team. But for for this game, the Panthers were dominating five on five. I mean, through through two periods. Let, let's just go over just a- after two, and the Panthers they. They in this game, the the shots on goal 33 to 22, the face offs 50 to 55 to 45, the Corzy five on five, 44 to 37 in favor of Florida, and the and five on five shots on goal 27 to 22. And Matthew Kachuk consistently in front of the net, Brandon Montour getting involved in the, in the play as well, Barkoff with a beautiful setup on as two defenders draw to him to and brandon montour misses the net and brandon montour is uh jumping into the rush to to take it by himself and doesn't get it past james reimer and but the san jose sharks even though they didn't get any goals in the second period really started off with a better pace but the florida panthers still throughout the last 15 minutes of that game where excuse me of that period uh were, we're had a little bit of a jump despite that early jump in that second period. But it it was really just the turnovers that the Florida Panthers were consistently creating in the neutral zone, creating those uh, rush chances for the Panthers. And Matthew Kachuk, let's talk about Matthew Kachuk. Ten shots on goal for this guy. And I saw a tweet by a Twitter page called uh, Project Panthers about comparing Matthew Kachuk on his season compared to Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger and Matthew Kachuk right before, right before the Florida Panthers uh, won this game, 11 games, five goals, 10 assists, and a plus three rating. And Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto combined eight, 18 games, one goal, nine assists, a plus minus of zero and zero goals and five assists at even strength. So (laughs) this trade is really looking really good for the Panthers right now. And, the 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 guys who you needed most uh got it, got it going for the Panthers and the the Barkov got on on the scoreboard as we talked about earlier and sure both of his goals have come on the power play this year but hey it's a confidence booster for the for the captain and eventually the captain is going to get it going Sam Reinhart man What more can you say about Sam Reiner had a great opportunity right in front of James Reimer and just could could not get it past the five hole as uh, James Reimer had it uh, closed off. That's for sure. And that and with also the adjustments uh, as well with the injury, Sergei Bobrovsky led in a few goals that uh, he might want back as well as the San Jose Sharks uh, kept firing uh, uh, to start the third period. But we're going to talk more about that third period next here on the Locked Florida Panthers podcast and who's to blame for that that San Jose Sharks jump to the third period next here on the show. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports wagering information for the new basketball season and Hockey season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continuous source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Second segment here on this Friday, November fourth edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Ramon DeVelez. and as you can tell, it's just me today, as uh, Nick Fairbanks has a early shift on Friday morning. So uh, I told him, "Don't worry, get some rest, man." And of course, uh, we have lives outside of this uh, this podcast and and this hockey team. So best wishes to Nick Fairbanks, and hope to see you next Friday, my friend, if you're listening. But the Panthers in this third period, the first two periods look great. Panthers were dominating, even though they got a few lucky breaks, like we talked about on Barkoff's goal and Gutis with no traffic right in front of the net. The Panthers really came out flat in the third period. And the, this is the second straight game in a row where I'm kind of talking about the coaching for the, this Panthers team. I know players have to play coaches have to coach, but there's a certain mindset that you have to implement in your players. When going into an intermission, talking about the adjustments. And of course we know what the mission for San Jose is. They're trying to tank for Connor Bedard, Mike Greer, Mike Greer coming into the helm. And like we talked about the adversity that he's had to deal with early on in his tenure. And of course, accumulating draft assets, trading away, uh, high contracts like, uh, Brent Burns, because you're, you're so tied up against the cap. And I felt that the Panthers were a little bit complacent, a little bit not that didn't have that jump coming out of the second intermission it showed in the five on five numbers even which which in this period in the third period 22 22 shot attempts to 13 for the panthers and like i said this was mostly a clean game for both teams yeah the panthers had a five on three uh, excuse me the sharks had a five on three opportunity where Radko Gudis, uh went to the, went to the penalty box for boarding, and then Gus Forsling a too many men on the ice, and then result really early in that third period as well, which resulted in the the Sharks uh, getting get getting the getting this game to two to one for for this one, and the and this is where all the floodgates open because guess who was involved in all three of those goals for the San Jose Sharks, Eric Carlson the. Who, whose life is better right now in the NHL and who's having such a Renaissance type of season. Like Eric Carlson, we spoke about it on yesterday's episode gets a point in every single goal of the San Jose sharks and, and Eric Carlson, the second one, the second goal right off the face off, the Panthers are not set good. Just retrieves the puck and, toe drags a little bit and then nails a wrister past Sergei Bobrovsky had to see the camera angle again, to see if Sergey Bobrovsky did have a clear uh, vision of the puck there, but the Panthers were just not really able to really get set right off the faceoff for, for that goal by Eric Carlson and the Panthers, there was a stat shown on the ESPN plus broadcast about where they stood through, through through two periods when they have the lead four zero and one for this Panthers team and all four of their regulation losses this season have come on the road. Their, their only overtime win came on in that, in that third, second home game of the season against the Tampa Bay lightning. So it, this just goes to show the importance of the Florida Panthers getting some points on the road. We all spoke about how, how bad that loss was to Arizona despite dominating possession and, and and giving up a, a power play goal, which the, uh, tonight for the Panthers, that five-on-three power play goal by the San Jose Sharks, that's now the eighth straight game for the Panthers that they gave up a power play goal. So uh, it's alarming. It, it's, it's something that can just can't not be ignored for this Panthers team despite getting two points for the Panthers. But encouraging their one and only power play opportunity like we talked about earlier is is if you get one with the second best penalty kill unit in the NHL, you give yourself an opportunity to win. And you know what? Two points for the Panthers for there. And just the third one. Let's talk about the third one a little bit. And Eric Carlson, I've said his name so many times in the last two days. It's just, it's, it's time to, the, the Panthers, they, I, I, I said right prior to the game, the Panthers have to have a bug eyes every time Eric Carlson t- um g- touches the puck. The even even pri- even the first two periods you saw that the Florida Panthers were not letting Eric Carlson get any bit of separation when he had the puck. And the Panthers throughout the first two periods did a great job, but that third period that man just took over. Uh between the legs uh pass to Matt Benning, brother of Mike Benning, Panthers prospect, like we spoke about yesterday. And then a shot from the blue line gets a pass for So the weird thing is that the San Jose Sharks got their goals mostly from the outside, not really anything in the, what you consider high danger areas for, for the San Jose Sharks, which is the really eyebrow raising type of uh, game. When you think about the goals given up by, by, by the Florida Panthers in this one, but luckily, man. Let, let's talk about that third goal for the for the Cats, uh, where, you know, desperation time. You pull Sergei Bobrovsky. You bring in the extra skater. Matthew Kachuk has already had such a great game. Once again, 10 shots on goal for this, uh, for, uh, for for the unicorn, as Bill Zito likes to call him. And let, let's actually go over a little bit about how that line uh, did. Barkov, Verhege, and Kachuk. 10 shots on goal for that unit. Five on five together, only four shots given up on, on defense when those three were on the ice in 14 minutes and 31 seconds of time on ice at even strength. So great, great job by that line, and very and of course, power play superstars. They they all showed up for this Panthers team, but who's to blame for the the this uh the the slow start, Paul Maurice palmeries palmeries in this one so and i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure he's uh i'm sure he's thinking about it and i'm sure he's also saying to himself that he's got to be better when it comes to preparing for this team uh as far as as getting as getting them prepared for the second period as far as the the opportunities of the second line of sam bennett sam reinhardt nick cousins nick cousins coming back to the lineup uh, 10 shots given up to the opposition while seven uh, shots for while they were on the ice. And of course, a little bit of a, of a uh, adjustment period for players like an Eric stall and a Ryan Lomberg who also had a lot of shots against in that in, in last night's game, which uh, Eric stall 11 shots against while, while he had uh, th- uh, three shots, four. So n- not, not, uh, not a very encouraging signing right now for Eric Stahl and the Florida Panthers and still a lot of questions once Aaron Ekblad comes back of if you're going to are you going to keep Eric Stahl around or are you going to move uh, someone like Nick Cousins or are you going to make a surprising move uh, uh when it comes to when it comes to uh bringing him back and fitting him under the cap and even even getting it even when Duclair comes back it's even going to be more difficult when it, when it comes to that so No. Oh, we have an update on Patrick Hornquist uh, from Jamison Olive of FloridaPanthers.com. Quote, he's up and mobile and everything's fine, but I won't know until he gets looked at tomorrow. So that is your uh, injury update right now for uh, Patrick Hornquist after uh, tonight's game. So I I don't expect uh, Patrick Hornquist to go on LTIR. Uh, Of course, head injuries. What's the first thing you think? Concussions. And... That's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna, of course Patrick Hornquist has had a lot of these in his career, so that's something that you really gotta monitor when you get so many dings to the head. But the Panthers, like, I going back to the forcing forcing overtime, a sharp angle shot from Carter Verhege on a beautiful feed by Matthew Kachuk, uh, just a crazy angle, not one that goes in often. And then Carter Verhege goes top shelf on James Reimer and sometimes sometimes when it comes to sports sometimes you got to count your lucky stars and a few of the a few of the angles that the panthers had or bounces of the puck that they had or goalie, goals that the goalie should have saved hey you don't i i'm not complaining at least it's two points on the road and more importantly with the opposition getting uh, at least one this is not a four point swing as they're facing a western conference team so still still not the prettiest one of wins but hey two two points for 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 the cats here and be, right before overtime started the panthers uh i was talking with the uh, with with nick fairbanks texting him he, and saying i would love nothing more than for sam reinhardt to get a goal in overtime it didn't necessarily happen in overtime even though the panthers had a power play opportunity uh, but 15 seconds into the power play opportunity, Brandon Montour goes to the box for holding and Brandon Montour having s- continuing a, a wonderful season for the Panthers. I mean, his ice time by average per game is up by three minutes. I mean, a lot of that, of course, has to do with Aaron Ekblad being out, but still Brandon Montour, just taking more initiative and driving the play as well. But unfortunately take took a uh, really bad penalty after the San Jose Sharks really had an, an unforced error with there, there were too many men on on the ice and even prior to that Gus Forsling almost had the game winner in OT before uh it hit the post but this was this was this was a this, this was a chance and Barkov had an opportunity on at the end as well and Sergei Bobrovsky, not the best game for him but made the made the biggest stop of the game on Nico Sturm Two on one in in overtime and just the the save of the game and Paul Maurice spoke about after the game how Bobrovsky was the key to to the Florida Panthers uh, grabbing their win even though even though it's high scoring even though the save percentage isn't there for Bob the when when you needed him most Sergey Bobrovsky was there and he he was great in the he was great in the shootout so was James Reimer and the Sam Reinhart doesn't officially have a goal on the season but hey gets one gets one in the shootout and the one and only goal in four rounds is a shootout so encouraging signs and hopefully this is something for the panthers to build on but in the third and final segment we are going to go around the scores in the nhl and we're going to preview the last two games of this four game road trip but first we are going to tell you all about simply safe if you thought about securing your home with home security but have been pulling it off and you want you want to listen up. Right now, locked on listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year and you won't want to miss it. It's in an emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast-protect technology exclusively from Safe, to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real, so you can only get priority police response. Safe is the whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. With a top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlocked for a guest, access your camera, or just system setting. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off, 50% off any new Simply Safe sy- system at SimplySafe.com slash on NHL. This is your biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Third and final segment here on this Friday November 4th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Hold on one second, going to take a sip out of my water. This is what happens when you don't have a guest on the show. You're just talking and talking and talking. But scores around the league. The game of the night for the NHL, the highlight game of the night at least is was the New Jersey Devils versus the Edmonton Oilers. And a comeback win for the New Jersey Devils, down 3 1. And Jesper Brat, we've been talking about the he's been talked about so much around NHL circles about the, the season that he's having. And of course, N- Nico Heaser having probably a Selkie trophy type of season for the New Jersey Devils continues to just perform well. And a reminder, that the florida panthers will have a nationally televised game in just about a month against the new jersey devils at home at fla live arena and just a a just combined shots between the new jersey devils and edmonton oilers 80. that's not a surprise if you know how high powering offense uh, these uh these teams are the carolina hurricanes defeat the tampa bay lightning in a shootout vegas wins again and uh ottawa Ooh, is DJ Smith on the hot seat? I, I bet online uh actually had some odds uh that updated odds on the on the coach who is mo- more likely to get fired first. And DJ Smith has the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh highest odds uh to be the first coach fired. Right now it's Bruce Boudreaux of the Vancouver Canucks. And Honestly, the Vancouver Canucks don't have a coaching issue because this happened with Travis Green and Jim Benning last year and all these issues are coming out on the surface once again for the Vancouver Canucks. So, Vegas wins 5 to 4 against the Ottawa Senators. The Detroit Red Wings, they defeat the Washington Capitals by a final score of 3 to 1 and uh Alex Ovechkin ties Gordie Howe for the mo- for the second most goals in NHL history and also meets his son prior to that game. The Boston Bruins, they continue to be hot. They are remember that over under that we spoke about in uh prior to the season at 95.5. If you if you took the under, I don't know what to tell you. So they defeat the New York Rangers by a final score of five to two at the garden. The Winnipeg Jets defeat the Montreal Canadiens by final score of three to two in overtime the Islanders win again the Islanders are hot right now and the Blues uh one of the lowest scored teams in the NHL struggling uh struggling to get some goals uh there for them the Seattle Kraken defeat the Minnesota Wild four to nothing the Chicago Blackhawks defeat the Los Angeles Kings two to one in overtime and the Calgary Flames it's a tr- a little bit of trouble in Alberta hockey right now as the Nashville Predators defeat the Calgary Flames by a final score of four to one and the Vancouver Canucks defeat the Anaheim Ducks eight to five and the Dallas Stars uh go on the road at Mullet Arena against the Arizona Coyotes and defeat them by a final score of seven to two so that those are your scores around the NHL around Thursday night and Friday morning (laughs) so some of the latest nights you'll you'll see a, a recording for for a show so the Panthers so it going into those last two minutes i was wondering what my mood was going to be coming into this show because blowing that three goal blowing that two goal lead giving up three unanswered eric carlson just being on fire as he has all season and a possibility of coming out with zero points thank thank goodness for matthew kachok and carver Hagee. Because we would have had a really different conversation here and we would have possibly that panic button as far as how many times to press it might have had to be pressed a little harder because uh, let's go back to what we talked about on Monday's show with Aaron Brown of the Hockey News is, you know, the teams that you're facing in this four game stretch three of them coming into that road trip were three of the worst teams in the Western Conference and this was your time to take advantage luckily the Florida Panthers were able to be patient work the puck around control possession in their offensive zone to uh, in in that in that final few minutes being 6 on 5 even though it was a sharp angle shot Sprague still got it through hey count your lucky stars as far as that but the the next two games those are those it's a it's a stretch of these two where you need to get at least three out of four points. LA, of course, were took a step forward last year making the playoffs and they're struggling in, in, in goal right now. Uh Gabriel Velarde is leading the way for the LA Kings along with Kevin Fiala, their newest acquisition that they traded for from the Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Wild just were unable to keep them due to cap reasons, but Kevin Feudal has been everything as advertised for the LA Kings, but both of their goalies, Jonathan Quick and Kyle Peterson, none of them have a say of, a GAA of over three, but of course the Panthers have their own issues in goal right now as the, the, the Panthers are getting a save percentage of just under 900. So could possibly be a high scoring game for, for this, uh, this uh, matchup on Saturday night at, the Crypto.com Arena in Southern California, and the Ducks, a, another another team that's gonna tank for Bedard. So, three three teams in this in this stretch that are trying to get the number one overall pick for a generational uh, player uh, in Connor Bedard from the Regina Pats, and th- this is the time to take advantage. As Jamie Drysdale is out four to six months, he's gonna be out for a, a long time even though Trevor Zegras and Mason McTavish are a great story for the Anaheim Ducks the Florida Panthers are just looking to say hey we know the type of team that we are we know that we want to we are going to contend for a Stan- Stanley Cup at least or well contend for a playoff spot at least and hopefully contend for a Stanley Cup and this is an opportunity for the Panthers to just take advantage uh let me check if any of these teams are on a back to back going into this weekend, actually, the Anaheim Ducks will be playing on a second end of a back to back, just like Florida. Uh, they'll be facing off against the San Jose Sharks in the Shark Tank on Saturday night. As far as the LA Kings and their schedule goes, they will not be playing on a front on a back to back, so probably expect uh, maybe Jonathan Quick to be between the pipes of. Uh, in this matchup between the florida panthers and the los angeles kings as he has played uh the majority of the games for the for the la kings and has had the better numbers and the better save percentage and to think that they uh, extended cal peterson as possibly jonathan quick's replacement and quick has said no 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 this uh, I, i'm a two-time stanley cup champion for a reason this is still uh gonna be my crease and let <laughs> just Last year's game in, in L.A., uh, it, it, was a, it was a one that you can't forget if you stayed up for it because a few things happened in that game. Sergey Bobrovsky being on the bench, not starting in that game, gets hit in the face with a puck and was out for a little while uh, as, as Spencer Knight had to carry a big load in, in the in, in the rest of that month. I believe it was the month of March as well. And then Sergey Bobrovsky came back and got a, a shutout uh, later that month against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I believe that was the same game that Racco Gudis had a hip check on Kirby Dock and flipped them over. So a few a few memorable games last year. And uh, that, that one was a game where the Florida Panthers lost a shootout. And like I said at the time, uh, Spencer Knight going up against a two-time Stanley Cup champion in Jonathan Quick uh, in that shootout. You, you, Advantage, the two-time Stanley Cup champion. But as far as who starts over the weekend, hmm, I'm going to say Bobrovsky starts Saturday and Spencer Knight starts Sunday against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, So expect that type of matchup for for the the Panthers going into L.A. And like I said, three out of four points on this uh, through the rest of this road trip and you're in good shape prior to the Panthers coming back and having quite a few days off prior to... Welcoming Carolina to town, who we've spoke about all season as a as a team who who I can see making it all the way to the Stanley Cup final. A few programming notes for not only the Panthers games uh, coming up. Uh, Saturday's game will be back on Bally Sports Florida. Anyone who's out of the region can watch on ESPN Plus. But Sunday's game against the Anaheim Ducks is not only on Bally Sports Florida, but it's on NHL Network. So. Anyone who is an out-of-market Panthers fan, you will not be able to watch uh, Sunday's game on ESPN Plus. So you're gonna if you have NHL Network, uh, that that's a that's a way to watch it. But if you don't, hey, maybe a local uh, sports bar has the has the game where uh, you can watch uh, Panthers. duck a 9 p.m. puck drop on Sunday and a 10:30 p.m. puck drop on Saturday night against the LA Kings. And a programming note for Locked On Panthers as well. Uh, next week there will be less episodes, not five days a week, because I will be traveling out of state uh, for the next nine days. I will be watching the Panthers games. I will still be recapping and 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 watching the games, maybe not live, but thankfully there is the on-demand option uh, for for that. And when I'm when I'm able to, I will be taking my recording equipment with me so that I could still provide you Fairbanks Fridays wine Wednesday and maybe bring in a guest while I'm on the, on, on the road uh, traveling. So l- less episodes next week, but of course the content never stops for for Lockdown Panthers and and of course with this with this uh with this team being uh being being in contention and and still climbing, hopefully building some good habits into becoming a hopefully Stanley Cup contender. We're going to continue providing you the coverage here on Lockdown Panthers. So make sure to come back on early next week as I will be providing uh, some updates on the last two games and finishing off the road trip between the LA Kings and the Panthers and against the Anaheim Ducks. And we, as we await the upcoming home stand between the the Panthers, the the Oilers will be coming to town, Washington. Dallas so a lot of good matchups to preview so no 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 shortage of topics as well and of course we're going to be talking some injury injury updates as well as we we might not we might have some answers come early next week so just a little bit of a programming note for uh lockdown Panthers but in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Locked On NHL, and lock the new show on the Locked On NHL Network, Locked On NHL Prospects. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today gives you the biggest stories of the day, instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So i Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.